Ooh, got some gurgliness going on. Pant crapping, world ending glee. I made an elf rogue named Fagballs. <laughs> you are listening to the After the Fact podcast. It's a freaking bowling ball made of energy. I'm sorry, I'm not understanding why this is a problem. As a as a kid, I was borderline retarded. Classic gaming by geeks just like you. I beat the second boss in the game. As far as I'm concerned, I beat the game. Mike, I got a headshot on you. I pistol sniped you from across the room. And now, your hosts, Luke Matthews. It was smooth, and it controlled really well. It looked like a big pile of blocky ass. James Dykes. I'm glad we can go back and look at that point and realize how dumb you were. And Matthew Coyne. There was a team of people that could have called me and figured out my own version of retarded, but no, they decided to ignore me, so fuck that. Welcome everybody, episode 67 of the After the Fact podcast. We are recording this Sunday morning with myself. I am Luke Matthews. Uh, I'm also joined by Matthew Coyne and half of his voice. Yeah, actually, I'm just going to be voiced by Ron Perlman today. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, James Dykes. Uh, Visually, I'll be played by Ron Perlman today. Uh Wonk, wonk. Eddie, unfortunately, could not join us because he damn near ripped his toe off of his body and proceeded yeah. to send us oh, a picture of it. Jesus you Christ. fucking jackass. He's hey, like, you want to see the butchery meat mesh that made out of yeah. my foot? I'm like, uh, not, not really. I'm no, either eating or no. fucking no. I, had to, <laughs> I should didn't stop need to see my this. phone in the middle of sex. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he sends us this picture that was worthy of, like, Rotten.com yeah. and fucking... Uh, he, I don't know how he did it. I haven't asked him the question yet, but his uh, his big toe on his right foot was pointing at about a forty five degree angle. Was half off. There was bone sticking out. It was bad. It was kind of fun. Um, so he is not here because he can't drive. Uh, get well soon, Eddie. Sorry to hear that. I don't know who you kicked to. You know, <sighs> yeah. never show us that picture again. Yeah, never, never ever send us pictures. Okay, of that kind dude. Of stuff I know again. that you are in a badass profession. That does not mean you get to pick naked fights with lawnmower and expect <laughs> to be victorious. Yes. Yeah. So not okay. But uh we'll we'll get we'll get the Rocket Knight episode done without him, I guess. Oh dear me. Uh Rocket Knight Adventures is what we're talking about today. It is a Sega Ooh. Genesis game released by Konami in nineteen ninety three. Um and I'll get it out of the way right now. You can only get it on the Genesis. It is not available. Oh, nope, not available anywhere else as far as I'm aware. Um there was a Super NES version developed of the game. It was almost completely finished, and they just didn't release it. Not sure why, but um, that's what we'll be talking about. Money. Yeah, apparently. That's what we'll be talking about a little bit later in the show. We'll start by discussing a little bit about what we're playing right now. We'll start with uh, we'll start with James, because he uh, never plays video games anymore. I mean, I am, I'm a very busy man. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah. I've been playing a lot of Magic. The PTQ season's up this couple of months, so I've been kind of focusing on that. Uh, in my copious free time between work and that, uh, I've been replaying Final Fantasy VI on the GBA. That's a good game. It is a good game. That's uh, one of the few Final Fantasies that I actually can say that I enjoy. Um, Final Fantasy VI isn't the one. That's the one with the mechs? Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah, yes. okay. Is that the one with the opera scene? Yes. That everybody goes nuts about? I hate the opera scene. Everybody everybody thinks it's the most awesome thing in an RPG ever, and I thought it was uh, interesting but dumb. Fair. But 
it otherwise that's actually one of one of my favorite uh, of the Final Fantasy series is is number six because um, oh, yeah. you don't fight a tree at the end. You don't. And fight you a don't tree. go to the moon. You don't go to the moon. So. You fight. The craziest motherfucker <laughs> on the planet. Yeah. You to, wait, wait. You missed the, the the quintessential part. Is you don't go to the moon on a whale. On a whale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Jonah. <laughs> I got a cool fish. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. Final Fantasy VI is good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Matthew? What are you playing right now? Oh boy. So I finally got um, a hands on someone else's copy of Borderlands Two. Been <laughs> <laughs> been playing a little bit of that. Um. It, it's 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 Borderlands, but Borderlands here. So, yeah, I mean, there's you know really not much of anything else to say about it. Uh, and then I grabbed the new Dawn Guard expansion for Skyrim, and I've been playing, uh, been playing on that. And um, it is yeah. Stop. Yeah, keep handing me Contra. That'll that'll cure me of my Ron Perlmanism. <laughs> More of this minty shit to go with my coffee. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I would like a double tall frappe Listerine. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it, I, I, I'm having a lot of fun with the expansion. Actually, um, dragons are a little harder to fight because, especially if you fight them on water, now they will actually make use of the terrain a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, they just it, they actually did um, for those folks that played any of the expansions to um, Morrowind and really really liked them. This is basically up the same alley. Um, the expansion, the, the stuff they came up with, with for Oblivion, I was always kind of eh, over. But the Dawn Guard expansion is actually really cool, and it doesn't do the whole, hey, let's come out with eighteen new sets of really more powerful armor to make it so you can beat the game faster, and just go halfway through the expansion, get everything you need, and just burn through the rest of the game. It's mm-hmm. actually a really balanced, a lot of fun. It looks really good, so it's it's worth the it's worth the. I don't know how much it is for. I got it on PC. I don't know. I think it's it's twenty five on PC. Um, That's expensive expansion. I'll just wait it for is, the game of the year lot. edition when everything is right. bundled together. <laughs> right. in one purchase. Right. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's expensive, but there's a lot of stuff that you get with it too. So, cool. Yeah, that's uh, been my life. I have uh, I've been playing uh, oldish stuff. I've been playing Rayman right. Origins a bunch. I fi- I haven't had a lot of time to play video games lately, and I finally. Sat down the other day and uh, was uh, running through some Rayman Origins because I felt like it on my PS Vita. Um, And the game is still probably one of my favorite games ever now. It's it's ranking way high on my list of favorite games of all time. Um, And I played some some of the, I think it's the second Professor Layton game, Diabolical Box, uh, which I beat the first one completely. I'm about three quarters of the way through Diabolical Box. I haven't played... Um, any of the new ones. I just picked up the newest one, Miracle Mask, uh, for my wife on 3DS, but uh, I, I haven't touched one, it. Those games are all just kind of universally good. The one thing yeah. I don't like about the latent games is there's a bunch of logic puzzles, and then you get to the end, and it's a fucking slide puzzle or something stupid oh, like that. Oh, slide puzzles. Oh, fuck slide puzzles. <laughs> fuck, fuck every slide puzzle that has ever been made. I hate the, that. Yeah, that's those are the ones. Push this box and pull that box and push this box. And yeah, there's no... And, you know, that's one of the problems. Like, like I slide puzzles are the bane of my existence. I hate them in these games. I love most of the rest of the types of puzzles that are in these games, except those. Yeah, those like, just like the first one had like the Thailand style slide puzzles, where you're just trying to get get a box out of the a small box out of the container. Right, and then like two had the rush hour type puzzles. I think I'm not sure what you mean by that. Uh, similar like the you the game rush hour where you're trying to move your car out of the. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
yeah around like six thousand other boxes as you can only move them one direction etc yeah um, i don't care they're all shit i fucking, <laughs> I fucking hate them i um <laughs> I like the logic puzzles where you actually have to sit and think about a solution and and actually, whereas slide puzzles for me, maybe it's just that I'm bad at them. Maybe it's because I can't visualize them, but I just sit there and I I just do shit at random. I'm like, slide, 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 slide. Ooh. We did it. We did it. Oh. Fuck. Restart. <laughs> and I and it's just all random. It's not it's just me like sliding shit around that have hey, this can move there. Okay, let's move it there. Fuck it. You know, and I don't know. Hate them. I and they they got um from what my wife was saying, she's played through all four of the first four on DS uh and said that the third game unfortunately has a metric Jesus of slide puzzles. Yeah. Uh but it then does. the uh the fourth one gets a lot better um and has has a lot fewer. But but yeah, I played some Diabolical Box, which to me sounds like Professor Layton's relationship troubles. Uh <laughs> but um <laughs> So if we got you if we got you a Rubik's Cube if we got you a Rubik's Cube for Christmas, you would shove that Rubik's Cube up the deliverer's ass. <laughs> yeah. I just keep it just huh. keep, I'm gonna just keep twisting this thing until fuck you Uh yeah. But Rubik's Cubes are not my are not my friend. That's okay. Um so we've got uh, we've got some interesting we've got a little bit of gaming news a little bit of topics we've got some actually got some listener mail about this oh, game oh yeah so um, so the first thing I, I have to say that I have to I have to get this out I'm going to rant about this a little bit Fire away in the last month and a half or so I've bought two new Apple devices I got my my wife and I both got iPhone fives we both right. got iPad minis okay um, and I have encountered the most aggravating fucking phenomenon of Apple haters. Like, just... Oh. People can't just be okay with you buying something. You know, like, I, I, I bought a cool gadget. It's a cool gadget. Most people think it's kind of cool. I want to be like, hey, here's my cool gadget, everybody. Look at what I got. And and the immediate responses I get from people are like, fuck Apple. The fucking thing's too overpriced. You can't do anything on Apple devices. You should get Android because you can do whatever the fuck you want. Blur, 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 blur. I'm just like, are you f- fucking kidding me? You can't just you can't just be like, okay, like, hey, that's no. awesome. Good job. No, it's it's and it's so frustrating. It's like it, it's like fucking uh Android users have become the Linux like oh, the yeah. Linux users I, of the mobile the industry it's the and it's just like um, where everyone like the everybody who says by the way everybody and anybody who who goes on the a- Apple is evil rant can eat a dick all yeah, right because they were the same people um, in the 90s that were going on the Microsoft is evil rant and I'm just sitting here going look you powerless bitch stop whining because you don't have the you don't have the ducats I don't want to hear it. it well and that's the thing it's it's there isn't a large corporation that's capable of building a device like this that doesn't have a little bit of evil in it. I'm sorry. Apple Apple is no more or less evil, evil, quote-unquote evil. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm putting air quotes up because I think using the term evil for any corporation is retarded right. because it's, it's just, just it's a assumed. fucking corporation. Mm-hmm. They're building yeah. things with the intent of making money. And if you think that making money is evil, then you're living in the wrong fucking country. Um, but... Yeah, but Apple is no more or less evil than Google or Amazon, who are the two major, you know, 
people not I know Google's not making tablets, but they're making the device the the uh, OS so, for most of uh-huh. the like the Samsung tablets and any of the any of the Android stuff. Sure. And they're just as bad. I mean, yes, they make it on an open source platform, and yes, you can, you know, there are other things you can do with it. But you know what? Fuck you. Like, it's all about personal taste, and that's what bothers me about it. Is like the difference between a Galaxy Tab, a Kindle Fire, and an iPad is entirely personal taste. Sure. And I understand that a Kindle Fire is cheaper by quite a bit than than an iPad. And you know what? It's also not as well constructed, and the UI is shit. Mm-hmm. comparative in my personal taste you get what you pay for right but i just it's it's not light-hearted and that's what aggravates me about it yeah. it's not you know it's not like Haha, you apple it's oh, it's like you're a terrible person for buying an apple what the fuck is wrong with I got, you i got told that uh i got told um when uh and this is by multiple people too this was not this was what what started this off for me when i got the iphone 5 was that um multiple people in different ways but basically saying the same thing said oh you got an iphone yeah that's like a smartphone for stupid people it was like all Android users are, that were like, oh, it's just for dumb people because you can't do anything on it. You know, look at my Android. I can surf the web and I can, I can actually save files to it and it has a real OS and it doesn't do blah, 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 blah. I'm like, so the fuck what? I don't like Android OS. I don't like it because I don't like how it fucking navigates and that's all there is to it. You have personal taste. I have personal taste. Get the fuck off my ass. I think it's also, I think part of the reason though you're running into such vitriol about this is that, you know, if you really look at how Apple has marketed it, Apple marketed itself in the 80s as the computer anybody could use. Mm -hmm. Apple didn't market itself in the 80s as the computer anybody could use because, or it's going to be in the 90s, because in the 90s it was about the computer you could build. Mm-hmm. And that was the, the cheaper way to do it. And it was now people started to understand enough about it. And suddenly PC was on the upswing and Microsoft was doing its, um, its marketing about how you were going to be so effing empowered when you used Microsoft. Yeah. Oops. Um, <laughs> but I say oops is the same thing with Linux users, too. They could come, you know, yagging at me like, well, why don't you use Linux, man? It's open source. You can fix your own problems. I'm like, I don't know, because I don't develop. <laughs> right. I'm yeah, not a programmer. I don't uh, know C. This, this reminds me, there so, was a, when uh, the iPhone 4 came out, there was a couple of those uh flash videos with uh computer voices on them mm, yes uh, yes right. A- apple iphone 4 versus Gal- or htc htc yeah yeah and it's and, but that's the thing is like apple but in this last decade apple has marketed itself as what cool people use and and i life has been about it has been about identity politics, if you will, and mm-hmm. it's been about personal identifying yourself as a mac user so when you get people that would buy um, you know, when, when, uh, this, uh, like the second iPhone came out and you had people that were starting though to buy the droid phones and I would hear folks from, you know, that were iPhone users like, why the fuck are you buying that dumbass piece of shit with a droid? What the hell is with that ringer? You know, I mean, there was a bunch <laughs> of shit that, that was flung at other folks. And, and I look at it this way. The reason that, that it's happening is because when you wrap that up, you're going to, it's, it's going to form clicks it's going to form casts it's going to form these groups that are like apple's the way to go and you know mac is the way to go and mac and i'm like look you know what uh, yes i i like macintosh but it makes for a shitty server so apple is what i don't use for server yeah i like i like having an iphone 
but it, but the iPad is not exactly my favorite tablet. I actually think that some of the other touch technology that's come out since the latest i i tablet, uh, the iPad, is actually better. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I I think Linux makes for a great fucking firewall, and you want me to use it for anything else? You can blow me. Yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> well, that's the thing. They all have their yeah. individual uses, and the thing that pisses me off is that. It's all about what you use your devices for. Right. And and what what ecosystem you want to be a part of. Yes. I I happen to like the Apple ecosystem. I like their mm-hmm. I like their design. I like their ease of use. Yeah, it is easy to use. That doesn't make me a fucking idiot. It just means that I like a device that I don't have to fucking wrangle with every right. time I want to use it. I'm, yeah, it's just it's a it's a there's going to be I think a sort of a balancing out in the next couple of years whereas other technologies start catching back up to the level of expectation that people put on on iPhone, which they are. I mean, honestly, the Galaxy tablets are really awesome. The um, uh, there's a lot of, of sort of underground coming up about the Windows phones that are that not the Nokia ones that are coming up. <laughs> um, you know, and it's and it's one of those where I think as that starts leveling off, and I think as Apple is is sort of pushing a a different marketing style. Mm-hmm. Um, now that Steve Jobs is dead, uh, there's going to be. I mean, you know, they're they're the top dog, and everyone's shooting for them. Yeah, and they know it. So and that's playing defense, and that's where I'm coming into this is that it it it, it really aggravates me that the, the it is all the mentality of purposely shooting for the top dog because they're the top dog, and not yeah. because they're not, you know purposely putting them down just because they're number one. Um. Has, is a mentality that has always pissed me off. It happens with it. It happens in every fucking sector. Like people, oh, yeah. people shoot at EA because they're the biggest ga- gaming con- uh, company in the world, even though they make some pretty good shit. Now they do make garbage as well, but they make some pretty good games. Want a gun um, with yeah. your copy of Call of Duty? <laughs> <laughs> Support yeah. a vet. Get a free gun. What? The yeah. <laughs> um, but. Yes, uh, it happens with it happens with movies. It right. happens with fucking it, this hipster attitude of oh they're number one, so we've got to you know we've got to put them down. Well, maybe they're number one because when they design a device, it's a fucking solid device that a lot of people like. You I, know, it's yeah, just well, like yeah. I mean, and that's how Apple got to be number one. But I think that this goes back. This is human nature, though. I yeah. don't think. I mean, this goes like the first. There were two laws that were the establishment. Okay, history wonk. Sorry, very brief. Two laws that were the establishment of democracy, the first democracy in Athens back in holy shit BC. Mm-hmm. One was that everybody voted with a stone or with a you know with a with a white or a black stone. The second one was that once a year, the Athenians would get together and they would scratch someone's name onto a piece of pottery and they drop that pottery in in the in the basket. And that was usually the most powerful person in town. And whoever had the most votes got exiled because they didn't want one person to have too much power. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of wired into our DNA, that whenever somebody gets up to the top, instantly we don't trust them. Yeah. And it sucks sometimes, but in 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 aggregate, it kind of works itself out to be a cool thing. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with that. I just hate taking shit in the face for yeah, it when see, I want to when I buy a device that I like or buy <laughs> or watch a movie that I like right. or fucking have a game system because it's the same thing with, with you know, the, the, the console war bullshit. Like, who the yeah. fuck gives a shit 
whether you know it just because you're an xbox fan does not mean you have to be exclusively an xbox fan right um i happen to be a huge playstation fan and it's not because i hate xbox and i'm not going to hate xbox it just doesn't appeal to me right and that's that's really where i'm coming from with all this is just you know what everything regarding these kinds of devices and their their os is entirely comes down to personal taste so just just fucking chill out. Stop being a part people... of the marketing machine, guys. Really, I mean, you're just yeah. being a part of the marketing machine. You want to, you buy what you like and stop fucking with what other people and then, like. And then Samsung puts these stupid ads out when the, for their Galaxy S3 with everyone oh, waiting right? in line for the iPhone Five. That's just what the fuck. I, I hate that ad. The the especially the yeah yeah I. Oh, you're holding a place in line for my mom and dad. So basically what you're saying, that's the same mentality I was talking about. iPhone is for dumb people or old people or people who don't understand. Fuck you. No, it's just a different device. That's all there is to it. I understand you're trying to sell I understand you're trying to sell your phone by saying that the main competition of your phone is garbage. How about you sell your phone based on your phone is better? Right. Well, that's that's not the way people do things anymore. No. So. If you want an example of that, please feel free to turn on your televisions in oh, the battleground yeah. states of Ohio or Florida <laughs> or Pennsylvania or Michigan or Wisconsin and listen to, I think that guy's an idiot. I think that guy's a jackass. I think yeah. this guy's going to fuck us over. I think this guy's going to fuck us over with toys. I can't wait till this goddamn election is over. because it I just starts want, up again in January. I know. It just needs to be... <laughs> it just you, needs you to be You get one gone. month of vacation... Just needs to be gone. So there are two pieces of gaming industry news I want to touch on real yeah, quick before we move it. on. R- real short, simple things. The first one is the simplest. Okami HD just came out this week on Woo-hoo. PlayStation Network. Buy it. Yeah, buy it, buy it, buy it, buy yeah. it. Okami was one of the best games of the last generation, and the HD version holds up to become what could be one of the best games of this generation, even though it's a rehash. Yeah. It is fucking amazing. So go buy it. Um the unfortunate part about that is that it is you'd have to buy it from the new PlayStation Store, which just got updated this weekend, and it's fucking terrible. What's wrong with it? I mean, I, um, I don't know. It's the design. So Sony, the first PlayStation Store that came out was pretty awful. Sure. They completely revamped it about a year into the PlayStation 3's life cycle, right. um, and it got better. And then over the years, they've done a, incremental refinements that have made it that had made it a really good place to shop, right? Sure. It was, um, you could find stuff easy, you could browse real easy, you could see, you know, you, you get a good... Inc- the, the opposite of the Wii store. It, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and and somewhere in the middle is XB, the Xbox Live Arcade store, which was fucking not good. Um, especially the, the most the latest version. When they changed the dashboard and they... Ch- Excuse me. They changed the store. It was... Uh, yeah. Um, L- Lucas just caught up with all the hatred and bile it's oh, over the new PlayStation the store. The PlayStation <laughs> store f- had finally refined itself into a good shopping experience. Right. And they re- they completely redesigned it into something that is just... I mean, it's just an inelegant design. And it mm-hmm. doesn't... It's not easy to find stuff. And the worst part about it is... For example, there's two there's two things I encountered. Now, keep in mind, I only have about an hour and a half's experience with the store right now. Okay. But in that hour and a half, I encountered two things. One, if I go to games and then go to all new, right? Like that's because I just want to sure. browse by title. That's my thing. I like browsing by title. I go to all new content. I kid you not, it's it's 
it's an icon-based system where I'm scrolling down a list that ha- that is three icons wide, and then a, a, a vertically scrolling list of of it's sh- net, it's stuff. It's the Netflix GUI, basically. Kind of. And I, and they don't. They don't separate out content for a single game. Like, for example, if a game has a bunch of add-on content, it mm-hmm. used to be that when you looked in the list of content, it would say King of Fighters 13. Mm-hmm. And that was the icon you saw on the overall list. And if you wanted to see all of the individual pieces of content, you had to click on that and go one level deeper right. to see all their content. Great. Not anymore. You go into all new and you get intermixed amongst everything else every single individual piece of content for king of fighters 13 or street fighter x tekken or and street fighter x tekken i shit you not has hundreds of pieces of content right because everybody needs a new fucking outfit yeah because they are nickel and diamond people (laughs) oh yeah yeah, yeah. fucking crazy and and i'm just like holy shit, I just wanted to go in to see what the new games were, and I literally had to scroll through four pages of Kings, King of Fighters 13 and Street Fighter X Tekken content before I even started seeing other titles. Um, Ugh, the I'm not surprised. Second thing that I, I encountered um, is that when it used to be when you go into the PlayStation Store and you want to download a demo, you would click on the demo, and there was a Download Now option. That Download Now option would... Um, a download now option would uh, skip the standard um, purchase path. It would just go straight to a, would you like to download this now screen? Uh-huh. Yes, it starts to download and it goes, um, you download in background, and you're done. Now, I went in to download f- for tonight today's show, I went to download the Rocket Knight demo and it took me through the entire purchase path i had to go add to cart there's no download now option anymore you have to add everything to your cart i had to go add to cart then i had to go to my cart and then i had to go uh check out and then i had to go into the screen where i added money for a game that's free and then i had to (laughs) confirm and then i had to confirm the purchase on the money screen and then i had to confirm a thing that said are you sure you want to download it and then once it purchased and then once it purchased it did not automatically download i it gave me a list of quote-unquote games that were ready to download and i had to go click on the fucking thing to start the download i'm like it's a goddamn demo it's fucking free just (laughs) let me download it (laughs) Ah, I see they're integrating Steam into their... uh... And on top of all of that, it runs like shit. It's like the frame... It has frame rate drops, and it hangs all the time, and it's awful. It's... It's really fucking bad. Every time I go through one of these UIs, every time I go through one of these GUI experiences, I get the Get Smart theme going through my head. <laughs> da, 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 da. I mean, while he's going through, he's going through a, a fucking vault door, a steel gate, a little, a little pig fence, a fucking a glass door. The Death Star opens. Fuck! I just want my thing. Would you like on the bridge? No. <laughs> So for the last uh, for the last two weeks, we have been playing Rocket Knight Adventures. It's a Sega Genesis game that came out in 1993, published by Konami, developed by who? Some some um, Japanese guy. Develop- yeah, it was a it was a dude. It was like yeah, that's was like- uh, I don't remember who it was. Oh God, we're we're oh, pulling back the veil of our bullshit again. This is not how this is supposed to work. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. In any case, Nobuya Nakazato. Thank you. Look at that. Uh, so. Uh, the game is really strange. Uh, 16-bit platform uh, platform shooter, uh, where the main character is a is a an armored opossum with a with a rocket pack. Is it really a possum? Um, it's it's a, a possum. It is yeah. a possum. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, named Sparkster. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's important to, more important for the characters you want to have me mascots have names yeah yes. the cool thing uh, I was able to find a boxed copy of this title uh, for five dollars which was pretty cool nice. and on the front it says order your official Sparkster t-shirt of course details inside and it it still has it in here, so I'm actually tempted to uh, to send off the the form in the back of the book for my <laughs> official Sparkster T-shirt. And see what Konami does. Yeah, and see what happens. I can order caps. You can order a a a flying Sparkster uh, frisbee, a oh um, a button, a cap, and a T-shirt, and for reasonable prices. You have to love the marketing department of Konami back in those days that said, "Okay, well, we have to make the distinction between the flightless and the flying frisbee." Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah, It'd be interesting. I, I, I'm I'm very tempted to send this off and just see what happens. It probably just uh, probably nothing, right? It would probably just the ad- lost. The address probably doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it, it would. Pro- it's you. You address it to Sparkster stuff. Oh, okay. Sparkster stuff. PO Box six zero nine five in Buffalo Grove, Illinois. Yeah, it's one of Donald Trump's tax shelters now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this game is, um, I mean, I'll start off by saying that I was actually pleasantly surprised by this game. I, um, I was, I had never played Rocket Knight Adventures when I was a kid, and, and the only exposure to Rocket Knight I'd had was early, early on in After the Fact was when the new Rocket Knight game came out on PSN and XBLA, right. and um, it was, and I played the demo, and back I don't remember what episode it was on, but I remember talking about it on the show back then and thought, thinking, wow, this is really fucking boring. <sighs> and thinking to myself, because uh, Christina was was all about like, oh, we got to do Rocket Knight on the show. That game is awesome. And I was like, really? Because if it's anything like this, re- this redo, <laughs> God, it's going to be fucking boring and terrible. Right. Uh, I did not find this game boring or terrible. Neither did um, I. The first thing that struck me about it is how good it looks. Yeah. It is yeah, it it's a really pretty Genesis game. It's yeah. got really really good um the design is really good. It's not just that it's like um you know the character designs are good, the colors are really bright and Bri- vibrant, yeah. uh, which is something that I've found with a lot of does not happen with a lot of Genesis games, especially, like, especially with Konami games. You usually yeah. get Castlevania brown on brown right? or Contra uh, light green, green on dark green. Yeah. <laughs> or, it's, or it's the, oh, we just default to our normal color scheme, which is blue, silver, and purple. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, the the Sonic games are all very very brightly colored, and, and yeah. the there was the occasional RPG, like when we played Fantasy Star, it was very, like, very goofy bright. bright. Yeah. Right. But most of the games on the Genesis I did not find attractive in any no. way. Like, no. you get into, like, the Altered Beasts or the... Right the uh golden axes and it's just like it's like brown on gold and like right. yeah this um, is the yeah this is cartoony in a good way yeah very uh, cartoony i'm sorry go ahead i, I compared to like bubsy from the same era which was just terrible and droll yeah i was gonna and, say because bubsy didn't look as good as this no game. no um 
but it it was about the same popularity level, I think, which was I think so. not popular at all. No. Which is which is a shame because Rocket Knight is one of the few non Castlevania Konami properties that I've actually like I looked at this and I'm like, wow, how did this not become something bigger? They didn't you know? market it. They, just, I yeah. mean, they really they really didn't market. I it's I, at the it's at the end of the Genesis's life cycle. Right. Everybody uh, had moved on to PlayStation at this point. I mean, in, in a little, little, little early. Little, yeah. little early. This was the, this was the Sega. Gen- Sega was just focusing on uh, 32x and getting ready for Dreamcast at this uh, point, weren't they? No, 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 not, no, 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 not that. Not that. It was th- it was mostly 32x stuff at 32X, the time. And, uh, Saturn was coming out the yeah. following Saturn, year or two yeah. years later. Yeah, um, because the PlayStation came, the PlayStation One came out in '95. Right. Yes. Um, so yeah, Sega Sega wasn't really sure where the fuck they were at that point in yeah. time because that was like that was their oh my god throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks you know that's why they had the 32x and the Sega uh, CD Sega and, CD and the right. and then the the like you said the um, Saturn the Saturn came out and it was this was the pre GameCube pre PS One post Super yeah. NES period of consoles where everybody or Sega and Nintendo both decided to take a massive neurological shit yeah and come out with and just shotgun out a bunch of bad stuff with the exception of Game Boy. Yeah, well, and that was the thing. It was a it was a period of time where um they knew that the current paradigm for consoles was about to change, right? Yeah. Right. Everybody knew that it was like, "Oh, we got to we're changing storage medium to like CD-based stuff. We're going to be having three there you Nintendo know, the P- believed otherwise." Yeah, the, uh. P- <laughs> the PC industry is starting to is starting to show us the capabilities of 3D uh you know 3d content and now we're like gamers are wanting something more than just you know two-dimensional stuff and um i don't for some i don't really feel like rocket knight adventures fell into that because 93 to me seems like there was that's 93 93 would have been like like the heyday of the 16-bit era 93 was um Near the end of the Genesis life cycle, Super Nintendo came out in ninety one, so it was right, right in the heyday of the SNES. But the yeah. Genesis was the Genesis came out what a year, year and a half before the Super Nintendo. About a year, yeah. So it was it would that that console was showing its age at this point. Yeah, it definitely was, and the and the the Super NES hitting its stride was like uh, the death knell of the Genesis. Yeah, um, yeah. Which the unfortunate part about that is that a game like this could have been used as a, a to help revitalize had there been other stuff coming that would have helped it um, cuz rocket knight adventures l- looks on par with most good super nes games uh, which is something you didn't have much of back in the in the genesis on the genesis library yeah, yeah. i was i was honestly like Visually, this game is probably one of the best Genesis games that we've we've done on the show, at least. Yeah. Um, it's really it's really just like the between the the awesome kind of colorful designs, the character design, not only just for for Sparkster himself, but there's a huge variety of enemies in this game and environments and environments. The only you know even in I only made it to the fourth stage which mm, there's right. there's six stages and a seventh like half stage boss stage thing yeah and i made it to the middle of the fourth stage so basically about halfway through the game mm-hmm. and not only is every level different visually but there are visual there's a visual change halfway through each level as well mm-hmm. so you get 
this humongous variety, everything from like a lava caves to uh, like an open countryside, goofy, like cartoony open countryside to like a, in the inside of a ship to the inside of a castle, yeah, like right. underwater levels. Uh, flying um, over a, 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 a cityscape. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't, I really can't pinpoint why this wouldn't have been more popular than it was. Um, I got a couple things, but there are more guesses. Yeah. So we can get to those if we go, keep going. Um, so visually, I, I, there's nothing I can fault on this game visually. No. the It looked really good. It ran really good. Yeah, um, there was... were very, very little slowdown in the game. And usually when it happened, it was it was the same places where every game from that era slows down, which is like, oh, the boss is boss. exploding, right? Yeah. And, right? and the thing slows down. But it was... Um, it just it, it's one of the best looking Genesis games that I've played so far, and t- to tie that into Rocket Knight on uh, the new version on the PSN and XBLA, that's one of the reasons why the new version failed for me is it's so bland looking. It's just entirely boring, and it is uh, it's. 2.5D, which everyone knows I already have a problem with, but sure. it's it's the bad version of 2.5D. It's like right. the lazy version, right? Where um, the environments don't really look so good. They're just kind of they're low polygon environments right. with bland textures, and there's no. It, it's not in any way stylized at all. Which to contrast the game we talked about last week, which was uh, Bionic Commando. Bionic Commando rearmed, hugely stylized new oh, version yeah. that. Even though it's 2.5D, it looks so good and is so sty- so well stylized that it's right. that it's okay. That I'm not I don't have a problem with it too mm-hmm. much. Um, Rocket Knight Adventures is the exact problem I have with 2.5D is when they right. just decide to be lazy about it because they don't want to make any sprites and they don't the, want to put any design into the it. The Donkey Kong Country Two effect. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, um, I I could see like if they had taken the time and energy to take this game. They they fixed some of the control issues, which was kind of nice. Like um, like using the rocket pack in the new version does not require charging up. It's it's on a separate button. Right. Um, but the if they had taken the time to give it the an appropriate treatment, like if they're going to go two point five D, do a Bionic Commando type thing, or like Rayman Origins type thing. And and I I use Rayman Origins a lot even though I know it's a triple A and it's way not the uh right. not the norm. But it looks so good and could have been so much more than what the remake or not remake, the sequel like did for it. Sure. Mm. Anyway, um speaking of the the buttons, that's one of the things that I wanted to bring up real quick and I'll and and I'll stop after this and let you guys talk cuz I know I've just been <laughs> <laughs> um the most the most disappointing thing for me about this game was the fact that it was built on a system that had either a three or six button controller, depending on which version you're using. Here we go. And uses two buttons. Two buttons. Two buttons. Yeah. It could have been an Bad NES one. controller, and yeah. um, instead of instead of making use of the controller for all the different things that you could do in this game, right. they they just said, ah, fuck it. We're going to make one jump button and two attack buttons that do the exact same thing and right. fuck the shoulder buttons. Right. Because who uses those? Um, um, yeah. And so I was, uh, that was one thing that 
I was really disappointed with because I felt like this game could have been much more. Um, it could have felt much much deeper if it had if they had give, taken full use of the controller and you know spread some of the functions out and uh, but I don't know what do you guys think? Uh, like it wasn't that wasn't that huge of a deal to me. Like Sonic does the same thing, uh, and there's still some like there's depth to the gameplay. Like yeah, I don't know what you could have done with a third button. Like. I think the game was designed with having you charge a rocket pack in mind for mm-hmm. for your attack. So I don't think having your rocket pack on a separate button would have really uh, uh, worked well, within the gameplay of the, of the game as it existed. For example, in the new version, they actually split your uh, your distance attack and your melee attack onto separate buttons. Okay. So you have a you have a sword melee, and then you have a gunshot that's on a separate button. Okay. Like yeah, they could have done that. All right. I don't know. I look at it and, and say that the control scheme was not necessarily my problem with it, other than the fact that it did. I've been, and I don't, I don't know if it's just because of this is me, but I think that we've all been wired to A is jump, B is attack. And it's really, now granted, you can, and, and you guys pointed this out when I was just playing a little bit ago, is that you could just shift over to the right and mm-hmm. then suddenly it's there. But that same button. On the left, to the ones I've shifted to, is like, hey, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what? I'm trying to play. Yeah, but remember me? <laughs> you know how fucking creepy that is? Yeah, I know, but you're used to pressing me. I know! I mean, it's, it, is, <laughs> it is frustrating when you don't need to go against the grain um, to do that. Mm-hmm. And by '93, the the, the 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 BA thing had already been established. I mean, oh, this yeah. is just a this is a it's a no brainer. Everyone knows, just go with it. It makes infinite more sense. And you see a lot less. Uh, you suddenly see people bitching about the gameplay when you switch those two buttons. And I'll tell you, one of the games that switches them that pisses me the fuck off is <clears throat> New Super Mario Brothers and all yes. the all the Super Mario Brothers was, games I that would, have come out. I was thinking uh, the Mega Man Collection on the GameCube. Yes. Fuck oh, that. on the oh, collection. God. Yeah, on the GameCube was terrible. <laughs> oh my god. But for example, New Super Mario Brothers, you have. Um, it's. Uh, I'm trying to remember how it is. It's backward because it's. It's. Um, I don't have my 3ds in front of me. It's A B X Y and X is jump and A is sh- like shoot and shoot. that's backward to yes. me. Mm. And the problem with that is that they they have four buttons and only two of them do something right. They only have two right. functions that they right. split between four buttons. So they have X being jump. And A being shoot or speed run, and Y being fucking jump, and B being speed run. It's like if you have the four buttons there, then then fan them out. Yeah. Do you have have A B jump and Y B jump, and then X and B can be shoot, and that way you right. can shift your fucking thumb wherever you want. You can use it either way. But no, no, fuck you guys. Fuck you, fucking Americans. <laughs> you're gonna you, do it our way, and you're gonna fucking like it. You don't because, know what the fuck you want. Yeah, because to be honest, it it, it is traditionally reversed in Japan yeah. from everything that we do. Yeah, um, which is like like in the U.S. Uh, on a PlayStation controller, the circle button is cancel. And in Japanese games, it's universally activate. activate. It's X is cancel, O is, or circle is activate. And that's reversed here. But 
it just baffles me when we when they have when you have four buttons and only two functions right. fan it out to give your people options don't right. just fuck them right right it's oh. just like ah oh, fuck why why do we even put those two buttons on there fuck it tear it out tear them out tear them out just get them off your fucking <laughs> get them out of there don't need to fucking use them it, it's the it's the we're going to it's the it, there's a mindset of you know this has been the standard yeah it's been the standard for decades yeah why let, let's let's see if we can change it. I mean, we're, we're a big name. We can change it. Hey, in the case of Mario, we started it. We could fucking change it. Why not? If we do something that's really cool and people want to play it, they'll learn how to do it our way. And it's like, you know, this is what um, this is exactly how you screw your convention. This is mm-hmm. how you screw it, an individual game title because you sit there and you put it out and then everyone bitches about the gameplay is bad. And then you're just like, hey, douche, switch the buttons. And you're mm-hmm. like, and I'm sitting there going, look, you, if you want to do something like that as part of a movement, then run a console company, set your SDK up so that it's easier to do that or whatever the hell you want to do. You want to do a culture shift, understand that you're going to be dropping serious ducats on it, but don't do it for an individual game because it's just going to fuck your sales <laughs> and it's going to make everybody look at you funny. See, and that's the thing. Like, I I partially agree with you that they, that, that uh, what, what is it on the Genesis that, yeah, that, that yeah. A button, that A, a button, button just calls to you. It does. Um, however, at least they did put it over here so you could do it, you know, on right. B and C instead of right. A and B. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. It's like you're sitting there on B and C, and then your thumb just naturally gravitates to the other one, and then right. you find yourself like, whoa, 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 what the? Fu- oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> you know. And it's, um, and a, another quick thing to mention about it: what you're using there is that he's got the six button, six button second, controller, yeah. second generation controller. Yeah. Let's go back to the first the good, gen. The good controller. The good controller. Let's go back to remembering the joy. And by joy, I mean... Oh, I hate the first gen. And Genesis by joy, Genesis. I mean, let's, let's, let's call it... Let's be polite. Sexual excursions without permission starring the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> um, <laughs> repent. Get that out of my ass. Repent. Um, it, it, that... That god awful brick on any platformer, especially one that does, because this one does want you to do some pretty tight uh, controls, especially when you're sliding on a diagonal with your little uh, your tail hook like, or yeah. your tail. Yeah, okay. I mean, that part it it was like playing Strider. It's like I'm on a downslope or I'm on an upslope, and I'm getting totally hammered by the physics, partially because the controller yeah. is what is affectionately referred to in a day school dog shit. The D-pad on the original Genesis controller is is universally garbage. Yes. Yeah. It is so bad. It is really bad. The six button's not as bad. It's it, They tightened it up quite a bit mm-hmm. on the six-button controller, and it's a lot better. Um, but I have to say that's... Um, like you, say, you kept saying when you were playing it, you had a whole lot of problems with uh, it being... You felt that it was slippy. And I did feel it was I never bit. felt that. Like, I... Like, when you're hanging from your tail and you're on a slope, yes, it's slippy, mm-hmm. but it's per- it's intentionally that way. Right. Um, the problem that I had with it was trying trying to time the rocket bursts, the dash, yes. uh, mm-hmm. in any reasonable way. Like yes. trying to figure out how to time it. it. Like if I could stand somewhere for a minute and take time to figure out where I was going then I could time those rocket bursts to bounce off the right walls and stuff. But if I had to do it in the middle of anything else, fucked, fucked, can't do it because half the time you'd go the wrong direction. Like Mm. you're trying to go diagonal and you'd go straight or straight up. Right. You can't control 
you can't control your fall after one. So yeah. like if you go straight up, you fall straight down. Even though a normal jump, you can control your direction as you're coming down, like in any sure. other platformer. Can't do it after the rocket jump for nope. some reason. So if you have a high platform that you want to get to, you have to do like the diagonal bounce thing to get up to it. You can't right. just rocket straight up and then control your fall over to it. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was probably the funkiest control thing that I had to get used to in this game. I, you know, when it, to be honest, when I first started playing this, I'm like a sweet possum with a rocket pack. That means I can do all kinds of floating and flying. And no, no, <laughs> it no, just you, means you. I could slam into the Mac truck and become <laughs> mench meat earlier, <laughs> right? It's like, yeah, you get to be a pinball, and that's yeah. that's what your uh, rocket pack gets you. Um, I don't know, James. You've been awful quiet. What do you think about yeah. this game? Uh, I thought the game was pretty good. Um, one of the things it, it does, there's a lot of variety in the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the first level, you're going through a standard platformer, and then you go to a boss fight, and then uh, later on you go into a shooter, essentially. Yeah. A shooter a section, and shooter. another boss fight. Um, there are a lot of mini-bosses in this oh, game. Oh, there are so many mini-bosses in In the first game. level alone, there are uh, one mini-boss with two stages, and then a second mini boss and then you finally get to the actual boss of the level after three sections. Yeah. Um and that's pretty consistent with the entire game. It's like you have these sections you have these sections of the game that are pretty disparate in gameplay. Like you go from you go from platformer on a flat level to shooter uh to platformer where you have to use your rocket jumps to get around and everything. That's mm-hmm. the first level. Um and and then you're dumped into the water levels and, where you're swimming. And then you're dumped into the next levels, water levels where you're swimming, swimming through a cave with a bunch of spikes. Uh, and then you're on a, a, a rail shooter, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, it, like, so there are a lot of cool things going on in the game. The game doesn't ever actually expand on any of those cool ideas, which is kind of frustrating. Like, yeah. uh, there are two shooter levels, and then the rest of the game is these little platform segments and and there's one really cool boss fight at the end of the game where you're essentially playing rock'em sock'em robots against the, <laughs> against the evil opossum i was actually really disappointed that the minecart segments weren't actually more shooter right there's because there's yeah. like what what's really disappointing is you hop on the minecart for the first time and then you duck and you go through a lot of level where you don't do anything. Yeah. You're, just, you're just riding on a track and you're yeah, not actually right. it's there's nothing really coming at you. There's no shooter going on. You're not yeah. you're not like for, I'm trying to remember yeah, what there's game only it, two there's only two sections in that where there are actually shooters. One where you're on the, the enemies are on the level with you and then there's one right. where they're above you. And, and it's yeah. and it's solely flat there. There's no jumping, there's no nothing. You're just moving back and forth yeah. and shooting. Yep. Um Donkey Kong Country did the the rail thing right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like Donkey Kong Country, it's one of the few things that I can say they did right. There have been other games that have done similar things where when you're in a cart or on a rail like that, you should have obstacles that you have to overcome. Yeah. Things that you have to jump over or right. whatever. And in this game, it didn't really... Duck. Yeah, yeah I was like, <laughs> duck, like, duck and hold on. And then a like, flat section like, where you're getting shot at. The, and... the worst game for this on the other side is like Mega Man 8 with the jump, jump, slide, slide sections. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. <laughs> Or even no, even Mega Man, even the very first Mega Man with fucking Gutsman's level and those stupid ass sliding yeah. platforms oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that drop out on you. <laughs> Fuck that goddamn game. <laughs> uh, so, 
yeah, the rail section was kind of boring. Uh, in yeah. all honesty, it just was like it wasn't really anything special or anything. Where uh, on the opposite end of that spectrum, um, with the exception of the boss fight, I actually really liked the level with the the two layer level with the vines and stuff. Yeah, um, as long as you you know, as long as you didn't. As long as the controls didn't fuck you, that level right. was fun. The boss oh, fight, yeah. on the other hand, Jesus in that level Christ. where you've got uh, you're in a waterfall. Uh, uh, and also, just another mini boss. Right. <laughs> just another quote unquote mini boss. Um, that boss fight just pissed me off. Like it, it was so hard. It is so fucking hard. But then again, I I've realized over time that I do not like. There's so many games that do this too of from that era. The the snake boss with the thing on its tail, tail. that you have to yes. hit. Yeah. And it's it is something that aggravates the shit out of me. And I had this the the one that immediately comes to my mind was when we were doing fucking Zelda and there's the one where the worm where, the really worm where it's just, running around and if it hits you it knocks you down a, possibly all three levels, but most yeah. of the, it knocks you down a level and then you have to climb your ass and start back the whole up, fucking fight start over the whole again. fight over again. I hate I I I've decided that I hate those kind of bosses yeah. and this one was even worse because of the fact that the pattern that the snake boss moved in was constantly shielding its own tail from you right or it would move to the other layer of the level so that you couldn't hit it unless you moved back and the only way you could move back is if you jumped down to one of two platforms at the bottom of the stage that would move f- forward and backward between the layers which are over and, a pile of spikes yeah which are over a pile of spikes and they're too far apart to jump directly from one to the other and so so it's just Shit show. Yeah, the, the rest of that show. level is fine, but that particular boss battle was just fucking poorly designed and yeah. aggravating as all hell. Whereas the rest of the boss fights, I actually kind of liked the yeah. boss fights in this game. Even the mini bosses, and there's tons of them. There's a lot of variety to them. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a lot of they're they're fun yeah, to there's, play. There's a lot of cool things that are going on in this game. Like the 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 first actual boss is this giant the giant worm where you actually hit its head, not its tail. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which, um, but it's got. An interesting pattern. It's got a little sub game to it. Um, like I said, in like level five or level six, there's a rock'em sock'em robots fight where you're just in this giant mech and you're you have to dodge your opponent's punches and then come in and punch them. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a shooter boss. Um, the the dragon. The first one. There's also one later in the game where you're just essentially in this this gradius boss. Kind of. It's kind of bullet helly, which is kind of frustrating because the hitbox isn't. Uh, nearly consistent enough yeah, for that kind of game. I, I will say that the hitbox was to me a little bit inconsistent when it, when it came to this, and it was not so much. I mean, it wasn't so bad. Like it wasn't it wasn't Karnov bad, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at the same point in time, there are times that I'm sitting there and, and I'm and I'm not quite sure where I took the hit. Usually, with from below, which tends to be the most problem with most eight and sixteen bit games. If you're getting right. attacked from above, directly above, or directly below. That's where it tends to be inconsistent. If it's from side to side, no question. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing was that it was um, when I'm attacking other enemies. These guys that the first um, the first time you're actually consistently using the rocket and it's kind of a gradius life force like level. These guys on balloons, and if you try to shoot the balloons, it just goes straight through. Yeah. You have to hit the dude itself. Yeah. And granted, it's like half of me is going, well, that sucks because I did, did, why am I shooting at this? Damn it. There's something there to shoot at. The other part of it, though, is that, well, I could see it only hitting the gray dudes because with their little green balloons, that's like half the damn screen. So let's uh, 
video, we've determined over the last few weeks that that uh, video games of that era have have balloons have funky physics. Yes, yes. I mean in in Bionic Commando, uh, enemies were were uh, parachuting into a cave. caves and stuff, <laughs> and, and so balloons and parachutes, man, they're just what whatever. What the fuck's going on? They're, they're, they're we were we were young and stupid. We didn't care. So we've got a few uh, listener questions that I want to I want to move into here Brilliant. real quick before we wrap this up. So uh, yeah. from our very own Patrick Manning, whoa, uh, who has been oh, on the show for a while, he actually just asks, uh, "Did anyone play it on the highest difficulty?" I started. Screw you. I started playing. <laughs> no. I beat the game on on the the version of the card I had had two difficulties, easy and hard. I beat it on easy. And I started playing it on hard. I got through to the the second boss, which is a. Uh, giant train you must have been playing uh, the european version then because that's yeah. the one that doesn't um that only has two difficulties initially unlocked and then you have to get you have to unlock it goes normal hard very hard and crazy hard oh boy yeah, yeah. um which in the u.s version are <laughs> the, and this is going to lead into another question on the u.s version it's children children, children. easy, easy normal, normal and hard, hard. um and that leads to jeremy smith's question of is the children difficulty really necessary well, the children difficulty is actually the same as easy in the other territories. Yeah, but uh, the Japanese typically have a have a very low opinion of American gamers, I'm surprised especially even American. Difficulty. Yeah, exactly, and that's and that's I think that's what they were doing. They're like, ha ha, fucking children. So, I, I think it's because it's, I tried one of the few times I had to play this at home. I tried it on hard. Oh my god! Yeah, there are there are four difficulty modes. There's there's children, there's easy, there's normal, and then there's Ninja Gaiden. And it doesn't make the game. It doesn't make the enemies any harder. Just it's no. it's, a, it's a stupid artificial difficulty level where you get less lives and less continues, right. and your life bar is essentially and your shorter. life bar well, is and like and that's half. the thing. And hard on hard in the U.S. version, it's one hit dead, dead, no extra lives. Yep. Or no, you get you get your three lives, but no no continues is what I should say. Yes. And if you get touched, you die. Yes. And that is eat a dick. Insane. No yeah. way. There's it's no insane. way. Like um, it's way beyond my my gaming capabilities. So yes, yeah. the the answer to Patrick is that um, some of us tried to play it on on hard and uh, on the highest difficulty. And I didn't and, even make uh, it through the first level. I didn't even make it through the first two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and for for Jeremy Smith. Uh, for for gamers like me, yes, the children difficulty <laughs> is really yeah. necessary. So anyway, thank you, but Jeremy and Patrick, Patrick for sending in your questions. Good. Thank yeah. you, Jeremy. Um, so the last thing to wrap up real quick. Uh, this game you can you can only get it in the original form. You can only get it on a on a Genesis cart. Um, so I would wholeheartedly suggest it because, like I said at the beginning of the show, I got a boxed copy of this game in really good shape for five bucks. So that's you can, another reason why this game didn't sell as well as it should have. Yeah, um, you can find it fairly cheap and uh, go out and get it. Do not, do not buy the the new one. No, no. no. Um, Jeremy actually has another question that I that um, I'm not sure how we can answer, but I'll answer it anyway. He says, "Do you think developers could get away with an opossum as a main character in this day and age?" Yeah, um, sure. Why not? There's Jack yeah. and Daxter. There's right. Sly Cooper. There's yeah. As long as you make the IP around it 
fun right. and engaging. It doesn't matter what the main character I is. I think that is something that I I have talked about this before, but I think that that's one of the things that is is kind of fallen out of favor in video games now is games that are built around a little bit of whimsy, which is a shame because you still do have like the Ratchet and Clanks and the and the and the Sly Coopers, but they're not nearly as popular as the uh, shaved head bald white dude. Yeah, and I think the failure of Psychonauts really led to a like yeah. Like Psychonauts is a game just like this. It's just cartoony and silly, and it's challenging. It's hard and it's fun, but it's it's doesn't take itself seriously, and it didn't sell at all. Well, that's the same thing with Rayman Origins, right? Rayman Origins is a spectacular game. It looks beautiful. It's funny as all hell. Like the characters are very whimsically designed, and it sold like shit. Fuck, well, bro, fuck think, bro gamers. Well, yeah, yeah really. Yeah, and it's also one of those where it's like, how do you market Invaders Zim? Right. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of the problem. Like, yes, is it a, is it a cartoon? Yeah. So is it for kids? Well, uh, yeah, but uh, mm, yeah. you know, it's like how do you how do you say your thirteen year old is going to love this to your twenty six year old is going to love this and try to find the in 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 marketing terms a way to market to twelve to thirty and make it a appealing to that age group is such a bitch yeah that it's, that well, it's, and it's, it's partially really really difficult it's also partially a bitch because the uh the perceptions uh that have been kind of permeated into the gaming community it used to be when when you look at games from the 8 and 16 bit era right nobody gave a shit what the character looked like nobody gave a shit no. if it was some burly dude with a gun or if it was a goddamn raccoon or a fucking plumber well, yeah, right? right it was all weird shit and all that mattered was gameplay like yeah. and you know you had a, a little blue robot dude with a fucking gun on his arm or uh, you know a, a 16th century dude with a fucking whip or right. you know or, or, a, or a, a medieval knight with uh, no pants and a, a right, right. And, and, and everything had to be and, to be fair with the exception of I say Castlevania's the only one that tried to pull off a serious sure. know, character. Um, but they all, I mean, even it, like the, you took the two most, shall we call them, you know, I don't know, I guess you want to hard boiled characters of the 18 or the 8 bit era was Samus Aran and was uh, insert Contra, you know, Contra. Okay, so three. Yeah. But everything else was cartoony because I think your graphics limitations made and it, it was, so that if you didn't care, whatever. Well, and it was, but that what I'm trying to get at is that was okay. Yeah. Like, and in, in the 16-bit era especially, maybe not so much in the 8-bit era, but in the 16-bit era, you were already getting into gamers who had been gamers for a while. Yes. Who had been gaming since they were, you know, in their teens or in their early, you know, when they were young. Yes. But now you get into the 16-bit era where gamers are in their 20s and starting to get into, you know, college age. And that's where you first started seeing gaming permeating uh, an age group that was higher than little kids. And right. yet the characters were still whimsical and that was okay. And it wasn't until we get systems like the PS1 and and PS2 where all of a sudden, you know, graphics capabilities make it okay to make a game look more realistic. But now that's all people fucking want. It, well, right? They're they're like, oh well, fuck it. You know, it has to look like a normal human, and he has to look like he's, you know, he has to have a shaved head, and he has to be grump, grumpy and growly all the fucking time. And you never have you strip the whimsy out of it because now adult gamers don't feel comfortable playing those whimsical games anymore, which doesn't make any fucking sense because it's fucking games. You're playing. <laughs> You're playing a video game. You're not trying to live the life of fucking Bruce Wayne. Yeah, fuck? Right. <laughs> so, I, well, and it's also one where I think that when you get into 
what was really I think what really changed that was some you have to go outside of console and more into PC because PC in the mid 90s is what really set the bar of graphics and video games and it wasn't until your PS2s your 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 Xbox I would actually argue it hasn't even really been until your Xbox the current generation I think is the first generation where the two were seriously competitive and on par with each other so I, I think that that's where uh, as far as, and you know everybody was having fun with the cartoony things because the graphic limitations forced us to well now people and now we're we're getting to the point where the the age old want since the late eighties of God, I wish I could play games that looked like yeah cartoons you want to know one of the things one of the games for me that um that I really liked that to me bridged a gap where mm-hmm. it was a serious style of gameplay with cartoony ass characters was mm-hmm. the time splitters series yeah because mm-hmm. really really good first person shooters made by the same company that did goldeneye right and goofy fucking big legged doofy headed characters were you know you were there were parts where you could play you could play a fucking brain in a jar you could play you know these weird alien characters and skeletons and goofy shit but it was yeah. a very serious competitive multiplayer first yes. person shooter yes and i liked that kind of stuff i like that's why i like playing sly cooper that's why yeah. i like ratchet and clank that's why i like fucking rayman and because I, they're fun and they're challenging and fun all at the same time. Right. Um, and I don't have to feel like, uh, you know, not every video game out there has to be fucking serious. So I think it's, I think could. that's going to change. I think that's going to change a little bit as you start. I mean, all of us that are in our, our current you know, of this generation that have been playing games since the late eighties, mid eighties, and we're all now in our early to mid thirties and we're doing this weird thing. Um, we're, breeding <laughs> now for the first five to, to eight years i'm i'm sorry junior you you're you're like holding the controller out like come on come on you could do it yeah. you could do it and he's and he's he, all he does is chew on it second bastard second yeah. generation <laughs> gamers are definitely going to be more second open. generation gamers i think are what's going to bring back that whole okay no we don't want to just play the latest disney pixar cartoon character video game we actually want to have a Mario, a, a Yoshi, a mm-hmm. um, you know, Sonic we want to have a Sonic. And, yeah. yeah, we want to have that kind of cartoonish character of our own that we can. I mean, you know, it's it, what is is it going to be Dora the Explorer? I have no idea. Probably. That's one of the things that but, diso- that's one of the things that disappoints me about the gaming culture right now is that games like Ratchet and Clank they sell well. Don't get me wrong. Yes, but they don't sell really well and they should sell really well because ratchet and clank like ratchet and clank a crack in time is one of the best games i've ever played sure like hands down any genre any game game type ratchet and clank a crack in time is fucking amazing um and but it gets it gets sidelined because of its um because of its character and you know the the kind of humorous and whimsical side of it so and I also think it's something to say about the difficult. Oh shit! J- James has been trying like, to talk ah, to you for a while. So. Blah 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 <laughs> blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's just it's like the the whole bro gamer movement, and when like video games became something that got out of parents' basements or were thirteen year olds, it became something that it was cool to play video games. Here's here here's the yeah. PS One, and here's the Xbox, and uh, you can play Madden, you can play the shooter, you can uh, kind of like. When when Rainbow Six came out, yeah. that kind of era, and it's just 
uh, games that are you got the gamer jocks. Yep, and unfortunately they're the ones with that, with, with money. all the monies. Yep, yeah, and that's that's kind of a shame because it's it's moved the industry in a way that I don't think is is nearly as fun. Oh, so we're gonna we'll wrap this thing up. Um, uh, the next episode of the show we are doing Little Nemo, the Dream Master. It's an Yay. NES title that. Uh, has a very very good reception, and I'm pretty sure it's never been re- redone or uh, in any way. Absolutely not. Um, oh, that's a Capcom game, right? Yes, yeah. yes, it was. Uh, so that'll be episode 68. Episode 69 is the racing episode, Super Off Road Rock and Roll Racing RC Pro Am. Uh, it's gonna be. I'm having a lot of trouble finding a copy of Rock and Roll Racing. Yeah, it is hard to fucking find. I I can get it off of eBay for like 30 bucks. <laughs> Uh, that's the cheapest and only f- copy I've... I-, I shouldn't say cheapest because it's the only copy I've found. SNES um, or Genesis? Uh, SNES. SNES. Uh, so I'm going to try and find a copy of it somewhere, but nobody, nobody fucking has it. I even went to another castle and picked up other stuff, and I said... I asked him, I'm like, do you have a copy of Rock and Roll Racing? He's like, no, fuck, I wish. If I did have a copy, it wouldn't be out there. I'd have it. So... <laughs> um, and then episode 7070, episode fucking 70, Dang. is going to be Star Fox. That'll be our our Star Fox episode. So um, did you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about or wrap, uh, say before we wrap this up? Um, not really. No. <laughs> no. Thanks. I, I keep trying to talk. Yep, that's what we do. That's what we do. Ron Perlman and the chipmunk keep fucking interrupting me. Screw you guys. Ron, it's not Ron Perlman. It's more like Harvey Firestein. <laughs> Uh, check out our other show, Trade Secrets. It is uh, primarily myself and Bean, uh, Joel Simon, and Andy Padell talking about comic books. With uh, and lately, Eddie Isaac, our our toeless you know, friend. friend, is uh, uh, is on that show as well. Old nine toes, Mister uh, <laughs> Mangled. You can rate the show on iTunes. It helps us get more listeners. It uh, it helps uh, us get things on iTunes. Even though it, it, it makes our ego feel much bigger and yeah, more important. Yes. Absolutely. That's yes. that's basically all it does at this point. Because uh, we we're never we're never high enough in any kind of rating for iTunes to ever recognize us for anything. But right. it helps out when people go to the i go to iTunes and see that we've got a good rating. At least yeah. that helps uh, yeah, listeners does. being more interested in the show. So you can follow us all on Twitter. The main show feed is at After the Fact Pod. I am at Geek Elite. James is at James FNX. Those are the letters FNX. Uh, Matthew is at Soccer underscore Gamer. Uh, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash After the Fact Podcast. Um, and if you want to be a part of the show, very much like Jeremy Smith and Patrick Manning Patrick decided Manning. to be today, you can email us at After the Fact at You can hit us up on Twitter or b- like both Jeff. Like both Jeremy and Patrick did today, you can uh, you can post to our Facebook page, and we will read the your questions or comments on the show. Um, so, like I said, the next three episodes are going to be Little Nemo, the racing episode, and Star Fox. So, uh, thank you, James, for joining us on this Sunday morning slash afternoon. Anytime. Uh, thank you, Matthew, for eventually getting here, uh, even though you were an hour late. Yes, and you're <laughs> welcome for the coffee, asshole. <laughs> I am welcome. You're enjoying your taxes. <laughs> uh, this is getting tax paid. Yep. <laughs> Ching, bitch. This has been episode 67 of the After the Fact podcast. I am Luke, and we are out. Thank <laughs> you.